Mary, Did You Know? That's the title of this podcast. It's going to require a little bit of historical background. I was raised by scientific parents. Um, My dad had his degrees in the science world and was a teacher, chemistry and biology. I found it an absolutely delightful way to be raised by parents who were in constant intrigue and exploration for what was magical in nature. I loved going to my dad's classroom. He had all kinds of displays of animals and plants. And you could just see him lighting up every time he'd explain a new process to me. He would bring home special little treasures and gadgets that could help me explore the world. I remember when he brought me home a box of rocks. They were special minerals and in a beautiful box that had little separations so that they could have a name and a title, different forms of crystals, different metals and minerals. I just thought that there was nothing more magical than what Mother Earth could create. I found it exciting to explore and I knew there were really no limits when nature was in charge. I also felt comforted understanding that there was some scientific basis for how everything was generated. It could be often boiled down to a formula or a chemical or biological process that was predictable. And yet something in it and something in me also held the miraculous and the mysterious on a different level that I didn't quite understand. I had this deeply spiritual side to myself from the time I can remember being a young, young child from my first memories. They always had some spiritual component to them. It was maybe a challenge or a test of my character whether I would make the right choices and follow this inner guidance. It was a compass, a magnetic pull, insisting and encouraging me to follow in a direction of finding my true north. That secret, special, internal magnetic pull kept me seeking and heading answers and connection. I didn't quite know how to frame it. My mom had been raised Catholic and we had frequented the Catholic Church on the very special high holidays. Uh, We could be found there at Christmas and at Easter occasionally. Not even that was consistent though. The Catholic Church had taught my mother that religion wasn't safe. It was filled with guilt and judgment. The rules around religion 
classified her in a way that she couldn't accept. She was not truly ever seen, appreciated or loved by the Catholic Church. And yet she continued to hold the baggage and guilt that they so freely gave her as a child. Those are other stories, but it helps you to understand my frame of references and my influences as a child. I always got this great sense that my dad was profoundly spiritual. That the spark and the instigator in his scientific world came from a godly source. He wasn't explicit and didn't define it. But he definitely alluded to it. That's what kept my heart seeking. It made it safe for me to find my own spiritual path. I remember making the decision about where I was going to go to high school. My parents were teachers. My dad taught in a public school. It was in a different district than where we lived. My friends were going to the local high school in the Tucson foothills. And yet there was something in me completely compelled to follow a spiritual path. And I asked my parents if I could go to the Catholic high school. My dad was immediately offended, I think. I think he thought it was some reflection on me believing that there was a better education out there in a private world and that his dedication to the public school system and his students for decades was maybe not as valued by me as he had hoped. But that wasn't the truth of it at all. The truth was there was something I needed to learn that was beyond the borders of what I had been learning. My mom was willing and supportive. She found a way for me to be enrolled. Quite quickly, her life circumstances changed. That's another story. But I found myself in a private Catholic school, unable to pay tuition. My mother was no longer living in the state. My father in the public school, leading the math and science department, completely confused as to why his daughter wanted to be in a Catholic environment. This is where I got clever. I knew that I hadn't learned what I needed to learn yet and that my journey at this school wasn't over. So I started my own cleaning business. I was advertising to all of the people in the townhouses around us, in the apartments. I actually set up a pretty lucrative business. I cleaned houses nonstop when I wasn't at school or studying or in my sports. I would schedule them all hours of the day and night. And I found that I could pay for my tuition and other supplies and things I needed. That's where I became very frugal. 
I spent as little as possible. I remember arguing with the cheerleading team about the Nikes we had chosen for shoes. I thought they were unnecessary. They were the most popular brand that year, and with that came a price tag that was hard to swallow. I don't think anyone on that team realized that I was paying for my own shampoo and conditioner, let alone my own tuition. And that those Nikes were uh, a luxury that I didn't think I could afford at that time. They all innocently voted, of course, that we were going to use the, those brand of Nike for our shoes that year. And I just cleaned a few extra houses to pay for them. One thing I found most helpful during this time was actually going to Mass every morning. It was something that was kind of foreign to me. I hadn't been raised that way. But I found that when I went... I was finding inspiration internally in words that were hitting and striking a chord. It wasn't so much about following the rhythm and the routine of the religion. It was having the words reflected back to me that seemed to naturally be existing within me already. This was a reinforcement and a process of developing that was particularly important. I would get myself to school before morning mass. It was always held in the little tiny chapel. It's like a very small classroom because not a lot of high school students would go. There was always the father and the nuns <clears throat> who would consistently be there. And then there were a few of us who were students. I remember seeing some of the same faces over and over. And I knew my story and what brought me there. And I was often curious about what theirs was. What brought them there? What compelled them when this was not required to show up early and start our day that way? I might never know. But I'm glad that I listened. Those were important years for me. They helped me to develop this side of myself that I was going to need to lean in on heavily during the most challenging times. I was voted May Queen in my high school several years in a row. This happens um, in celebration of the Virgin Mary kind of ironic. I was not homecoming queen. That's a whole different thing. This was who your class thought emulated the characteristics that were most like Mary. It was such an honor. Remember we would wear white that day when each of us as representatives would walk with our class leading them into the Mass. I felt really proud that my friends saw me in that way. I had hoped that I would be worthy 
I was pretty innocent too, thinking back on it. It was probably more of a mockery. I was a little bit of a Pollyanna. I hadn't yet figured out all of the adult things that were happening in my peer group. I was friends with just about everybody, but I wasn't the person that got invited to parties on the weekend. And I, I understand why. I, I wouldn't have fit in. I wasn't judgmental and, and my heart was wide open, but I, I definitely wouldn't have fit in. So this is where the irony happens. I found myself as a sophomore in college, having had a long-term relationship, one that we had already discussed and planned to be married when we finished college. We had the rings and everything. But I found myself expecting my first son, not married, 19, just barely 19. I can remember hearing the news that I was pregnant and feeling overcome by nervousness and nausea. I couldn't quite tell whether it was morning sickness because that hit me hard too or whether it was just everything in my world crashing in on me. We quickly went to the justice of the peace, got married, just two friends witnessing. My brother drove up. He was the only family member in attendance and I remember feeling so comforted by his presence. We told our families and they were worried. You can imagine. My family was definitely among the, well, you made your bed, now you have to lie in it. Good luck with that mentality. You always knew in my house that if you did not follow the path or somehow you did something wrong, there was some part of you that could be disowned and while I know I've always been loved, I do think that there was a little part of me disowned that day. I had no idea how I was going to go into this new role of being a mother. We were in the middle of classes up north by ourselves and trying to figure out where we were going to live and whether we would move back to Tucson. We were hours away from family and friends. I became very, very sick, in fact, was hospitalized, put on tranquilizers with hyperemesis, extreme sickness related to the pregnancy. I also developed toxoplasmosis, ironically, which is the last thing you should be doing when you're pregnant. There's another really good story around that that I'll probably tell you sometime. We moved back to Tucson the next semester. 
withdrew from classes, knowing that there was no way we could handle all of this all at the same time. I remember crying and driving. I used to be comforted by taking a drive with my mom. We would drive out and talk and talk and talk, usually after we stopped at Dairy Queen to pick up a cone. We'd roll the windows down and the fresh air just washed over us. It just felt like there was not a care in the world. So I just got in my car and started driving, crying, worried that I wouldn't know how to be a mother. I drove past a church I had not been to before. It was called Our Mother of Sorrows. And I kind of laughed, I think, just sobbing, tears flowing, barely able to see because I was pregnant and not sure how to be a mother. And there's a huge sign in front of me, Our Mother of Sorrows. So I thought, okay, maybe there, maybe here, maybe this. I parked my car and went in. I immediately saw the most beautiful statue of Mother Mary. She looked so kind and understanding. It's the statue where her skin is just peach and there's a slight rose in her cheeks. You can tell that she knows something bad is happening, but also that there is something very, very good about it all. You can just see her empathy in her eyes. She has that slight downward tilt. Humbly, eyes cast downward. Nothing but love emanating. Well, thankfully in this moment, as my own mother was halfway across the country, we were separated and actually not even on the same page as far as what I would need in guidance and support in this vulnerable moment. I kneeled down and looked up at Mary, she looking down at me, peaceful and understanding. I saw no judgment in her face. There was no scorn, no lines of disapproval. It was compassion and understanding. I lowered my eyes, expressed my heart, And I asked with just a pure intent and a complete release of anything that had been binding me just to be given the information and the knowledge and the ability to be the best mother possible to this baby that was coming. It was a complete release. There's the theme I've noticed when a pure intent happens for the highest good of all involved, when my ego's out of it, that's somehow when the download is let in, when the miraculous occurs. In that moment, I received a download. I, I don't know how else to explain it. 
It's how it feels. It feels like if I upload something into my computer, all of a sudden the program's just there. Or I download an app onto my phone. It's all of a sudden there and able to be used. And I can return to it over and over. The information and the support that I need is just right there at my fingertips. That's what this download feels like. And Mary gave me a download that day. It was my first big, profound download. Others were to come. Not often, but when they do, you don't forget them. It's like an app running constantly in my life. My tears immediately shifted into tears of joy and gratitude and excitement for being his mom. You know how tears feel different. They feel different on your skin and as they release from your eyes. There's nothing more beautiful than the healing waters of a joyful tear, especially when it's clearing out one that's filled with fear and doubt. I got a download from Mary that day on how I would need to be as a mother and what I was going to have to do to raise this son of mine. It's the best parenting advice I'd ever received, or I ever would. There hasn't been a book or a columnist or an interview on television from the best experts on child rearing that even comes close. I'm not perfect at following it. I am human. But I refer back to it all the time. When I doubt or wonder or get frustrated or impatient, I take a deep breath and I release all of that humanness. And I kind of ask, what would Mary do? And the information's right there. The words seem easy. The approach seems obvious. When I look back at it, it, it often seems like, wow, that was really kind of the opposite of what a normal parent would do. And yet it was the perfect approach. They say the proof is in the pudding. That baby who came into the world to a 19-year-old mother with a lot of doubts that she could be a good mom is now 30. He's a physician and a really good one. I'm so proud of the man that he is. And I'm so grateful that when I needed it, got the download on how to be what he needed me to be. I hope you find some comfort in that. I bet you have your own downloads. I also know that if you need them, they'll be there for you. We all have access. There's nothing special about it. 
I'm not sure what other religions would call Mary. I don't know who she is as our female role model in other languages and in other backgrounds. But I know she is this mother source. She was there for me that day and every day since. 